Hey there, welcome to the Socially Stetson Podcast. This is your host, Stetson K. Patton. You know what? I could talk to you for hours about business, marketing, social media, Enneagrams, and the Bible. Yep, that's just who I am. If you want to join me and my friends as we have these conversations, we would love for you to hang out a bit and get to know each other. I hope you enjoy the show. Ah, we're here. (laughs) I think we're recording. All right. Are you... Have you already had your coffee this morning? I have. I've had a couple cups. A couple cups? Yes. Okay, let me tell you what I'm drinking. This is my new favorite thing. It is mushroom coffee, which I've been drinking mushroom coffee for a long time. But I have a coconut chocolate protein powder in it. Mm. Delicious to get protein. And then I add cayenne pepper and cinnamon because... Mm. I was researching as I do and go down rabbit holes. If I hear something on TikTok, I'm going (laughs) to like spend another hour on just like the benefits of cayenne pepper. I was like, oh, so this is kind of like what you would call a Mexican hot chocolate coffee. I like it. And they sell them in stores, but it's spicy and good. It would be 10 times better with Kahlua in it, but it's really good. (laughs) I, um, Mm. you know, the... I actually got this uh, chai tea protein powder from Shakeology and you mix it with my coffee. So I basically feel like I'm having a dirty chai every morning. Oh, I do love chai. I just tried a new Starbucks. So, you know, the pink drink at Starbucks. Oh, yes. I love those. Do you get that? I love them, too, but they're like high sugar. So the good way to order it is say I want the pink drink, but extra water. So that way Mm -hmm. it's not filled with as much sugar. But get one pump of their chai in it oh my gosh it's so good i'm gonna try that for sure i love look i love love some starbucks hacks on what to order same you know i uh, reels and all that stuff i'm i've learned how to screen record recently and so i have like found all my favorite recipes on reels and like i'm recording it at a snail's pace because for some reason, even though I know I can pause it, I feel like I need to move slowly for the recording. So that's like my newest infatuation these days is to record these things so I remember how to make them. So that okay. So wait, are you screen recording instead of just saving the TikTok video or the reels video? Yeah, I don't know how. Well, first of all, I'm not going okay. to lie. Hi, my name is Russell, and I don't have TikTok yet. I'm like, let's <laughs> yes. focus on one social media platform at a time. Because uh, Lord knows, you know, I got a long way to go already. Well, which is what we're going to be talking about today, because I forget Russell. And just a, a background to anybody listening, Russell and I met about a year ago, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I did a speaking a event mm-hmm. um, for you and our friend Holly. And it was so fun. I was the keynote speaker and we just kind of clicked. We hit it off. We talked about podcasting there. And at the time I was like, I don't have a podcast. I've always wanted to have a podcast. So (laughs) full circle a year later, you're now a guest on my podcast. I love it. I love it. And it's almost a year later. It really is. And I forget. Now I just spoke at a networking event this week as well. And they just wanted Instagram 101. And every time I do a speaking event like that or a training event, or I talk to somebody like yourself, I forget that people just don't know the basics. It's like, mm-hmm. please. So for me, what seems so basic is like, Stetson, please just tell me how to do this. And you and I met in person the other day where we just sat down and we went through how to do some easy reels, right? right. So tell me about that experience for you. Like, what was it like? You know, I, I have no shame. I like call you. And I'm like, I just, I need help. Like, cause I just could not figure out what to do. And I know that, you know, I really, I, I love Instagram and I just don't know how people do all these cool things. And like, I can't even, or I used to not be able to even figure out how to even post a story. I know that's embarrassing to admit, but I feel like there should be a support group for people like me who uh, are trying to figure out Instagram. And so, you know, I was like blown away in just 10, like 10 minutes, how much you did and I, it was just like, boom, 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 boom. And I was like, wow, like, it's really not that hard, but it's remembering those steps. So, you know, anybody that's been following me on Instagram, since I met with Stetson, I was like, hey, okay, I'm going to try this. And it's 
been rocky. Let's just go ahead and be really honest. But I've been doing it. And so like you've I'm been starting doing to, it. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, you've been showing up on my feed. So I know yeah. you're you're practicing it, and that always makes yeah. me feel good. Mm-hmm. Because then I can actually give feedback. It's like, hey, uh, you forgot to do captions. Let's let's try to remember to do captions next time. Yeah. Or and that was really helpful. It, yeah, it's truly hard for me to help coach people and teach people when they're not doing it. Like when you're actually mm-hmm. showing up, I always compare it to a gym. A personal trainer is not going to be able to help your form unless you're actually picking up the weights. And so <laughs> that's kind of like I can be your social media personal trainer. Um, well, I want to give a little background of just who Russell Vixen is. Tell us about you, because what I know about you is you are one of the most caring, fun, sweet people to be around. And that's why for me, I'm like, Russell, get on social media, because if people just knew who you were, they would want to work with you. Um so give our audience like a little background on where you grew up, where you're from, who you are. All right. So I actually I grew up in Rock Hill, South Carolina, um, you know, and I lived there until I was about 19 and I enrolled to college. I didn't quite show up, um, but, you know, I made the <laughs> effort to at least spend my my parents money to pay for tuition. And then I realized that maybe I wasn't mature enough yet. So I joined the military from there right after September 11th. You know, a lot of people probably my age probably all heard the call after that happened. And so we decided, hey, you know, I decided personally that I wanted to serve, but I didn't know at what capacity or job I wanted to do. So I have always loved healthcare. I was always like, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a doctor. So I joined as a hospital corpsman. And so I was a, ended up being a combat medic. So fast forward 10 years in the military, lived all over the United States. I lived in Italy for the last five years of my time in, which was just so difficult. And then when I got out, um, you know, I had a lot of opportunities, but my parents were like, hey, why don't you move back home? And this is actually at the height of the foreclosure season, you know, 2011. I bought my first house on foreclosure in Rock Hill. And um, my dad basically renovated the whole thing and I flew back to the States and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to nursing school. So three weeks later, I was in college (laughs) and in summer school for nursing school. And so I joined nursing, but I was already investing because I grew up in a family that has been buying and flipping houses and renting them out since I was a little kid. And so I was, it was kind of natural that once I was kind of working up to it, that I bought my very first one and then that grew and I started buying lots of uh, rental property. And I figured that at this junction in my life, that maybe nursing wasn't exactly what I wanted to do and that real estate was really calling me. And so I just called my realtor at the time, Deanna, and I said, Deanna, I I, want to come work for you. And I didn't ask any questions. Uh, music to music to her ears, I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> she didn't even bat an eye. She said, sounds great. You know, get your license and let's do it. And that was the end of the conversation. I didn't ask anything else. I didn't ask the structure, the companies, nothing. I just knew that I wanted to work for someone that I wanted to be like. So for me, it was just an easy decision. So then I got into real estate and the last wait, three and a half years have been amazing. And I've met so many amazing people. And, you know, I know this might come shocking if you know the disc profile, but I'm a high I and a high S. So I love people and I love to stand out. I just can't help it. So, yes, so it's kind of like not watching, a wild journey. If you're not watching life. the video right now, Russell is in a bright pink collared shirt and I absolutely <laughs> love it because I love my bright colors. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested I want to talk about the disc profile a little bit deeper. We'll get into that in a minute, but I'm so curious. What was so bad about Italy? Because I mean, most of, I mean, I get it. You're military. And first of all, thank you so much for your service. I mean, that we need more people like that who are just like, Hey, there's a need. Let me step up to the plate. I think that's fantastic. Um, But I hear Italy. I'm like, Oh, 
pasta, seafood, pizza. <laughs> that's really what it was like every day. So I worked on a very small command. And so there was only so much work to do. Let's just be honest. So, um, so at that time, I was working in the operating room as the leading petty officer. So basically, I was in, in control of all the enlisted that were running everything. So what happened was, is like, you know, during that time, I actually lived out in town. So I didn't live on base. So I was fully immersed in the Italian culture. So miraculously in six months, I learned enough Italian to basically get by in any situation. Like I, I, I would tell people, Hey, I, you need to talk to me like I'm a four-year-old because it's the only way I'm going to understand you. And it worked. And then as the years went on, I became really, really proficient at speaking Italian. And actually I was actually speaking Italian more than I was speaking English by the time I left because of living out in actual town and living the life. And I'll be honest, if you want to know the real hard part, it was definitely understanding that people around the world do not live like we do here. So it's, it's so true. And yeah, they live healthier yeah. lifestyles. They live very, more the family real. oriented. It's, I, so I've been to Italy and I love it. And it's so funny. I went with my college roommates when we were mm -hmm. in college and my best friend, Mia, she never came back. She, she stayed and she mm -hmm. lived in Italy for about seven years and she speaks fluent Italian now. She's from Canada and she already spoke French. So now she's trilingual, but it, it was just the culture over there. And I say this because you'll understand this. So she was a model. She's a beautiful girl inside and out. And she was a model here in Miami. And just she was vegan and like always we just felt like as friends, like we could never go out to eat with her. We could never do things. She was like, does that have butter? I can't eat that because yeah. in the modeling world, it was so toxic. Whereas in Italy, when we saw her FaceTiming us eating pasta and eating bread, we were like, what? So it was so good for her mindset to be able to mm -hmm. like, hey, there is a healthy way of living and being beautiful on the inside and out. I, I love that about the other cultures. Oh, yeah. Me, I loved the, my favorite thing. And I talk about this anytime in a dinner setting, like out to eat. When you go out to eat in Italy, it is like two to three hours there. there you're not yes. rushed. It is a very social moment. The, the waiters will not come over until you raise your hand and invite them over because they respect that everything. You, it's all about family and connection and friends. And so a dinner experience and, you know, in the States can be 45 minutes there. It's hours and hours and the, they don't bother you. And it's just talking and laughing and you don't feel rushed. And it's just like a very it's, it's, it's a big community. And so I actually miss that the most, to be honest. I love that. Yeah. No one's eating a frozen meal at their desk during lunch. No, no, no. I mean, no we either. A four hour break uh, in the middle of the day every day. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're self-employed. We can do that too. That's right. I could take a <laughs> it's just making that decision. Yeah. I'll need to keep my lights on so I can't take too much of a siesta. I know. And I mean, that could be a whole nother podcast episode just talking about the hustle <laughs> culture of America. My goodness. Yes. But mm. let's dive in. Thank you for sharing so much about your story because it, it does show the audience on who you are as a person and why you care so much for people. And I, I've seen that carry over into your real estate business. And if anybody's listened to this podcast or knows me at all, you know that I've worked with so many clients in the real estate industry. So what drives me crazy, Russell, is when I see the same stuff over and over and just that copycat culture of real estate. Well, mm -hmm. they're doing this. Yeah. I should do this. This realtor has 100,000 followers. I need to do that too. And I can totally look at someone's account and be like, well, they bought them. They are not their real followers. Or just like, okay, well, they're showing up in a certain way that wouldn't transfer over if you showed up in that way. So mm -hmm. I remember one of the realtors one time, she was like, I want to do the funny reels. I was like, but you're not that funny. Like you come across as very professional. Mm -hmm. And it's just you have to decide who your brand is. And for my business, when I decided I wanted to be bright and colorful and fun, but it's funny, you look at my closet and right now I'm in dark colors. Like I wear black a lot and did not realize that until I went to a public speaking event wearing a black dress and somebody was like, oh, I expected you to be in like pink or 
bright colors. So I went shopping and bought all new bright colors. I was like, this is the expectation of people. I want to keep that brand awareness up. So I know the importance of social media and personal branding when it comes to real estate, because let's be honest, everybody knows five real estate agents. Everybody knows uh, who they're working with, or at least the options. They have options of people they want to work with. And I heard a crazy statistic that this was when I was studying, like when I was working full-time in real estate, over 92% of people, if you asked them, it was four months after a transaction, four months after they couldn't remember their realtor's name. Mm. Is that crazy? crazy? 92%. But that to me just tells me that there are some really bad realtors out there not doing a great job who are just focused on transactions and not relationships. Right. So, so we're, we're going to hear this podcast in this time for you to share about some of your struggles on social media. Ask me any questions and I get to help answer them and help you work through those. Yeah. So it's, it's funny. All right. So I was working with this amazing family from New York, um, right in the height of the pandemic. And they just kept saying to me, Russell, you need to be on YouTube. Russell, you need to do videos. They're like, you would be so much better than the other people that have, you know, cause your personality. Cause I mean, it just kind of overflows at times. And so they were like, come on, you've got to do this. And I was like, in that moment, I was like, yes, I can do this until I, you know, got on Instagram and YouTube and I was like, I spent more time trying to design my banner than just hitting the record button. And so like I was telling you, you know, last week is like social media anxiety is very real. So, you know, like I really want to capitalize on social media because I, I think I have a unique voice as, as being a veteran, you know, being a Charlotte native, you know, like I feel like I have a unique voice and I'm usually very very outgoing and very positive. And I always tell people if the wall would have a conversation with me, I would talk to it because I just love <laughs> the people. And so I figured out in, in real estate that there's transactional based businesses and relationship based businesses. And I wanted to do a relationship based business. I actually want to get to know people because I don't want that statistic to happen, you know, where people forget me. And I'm very intentional about following up with people even after the transaction closes like all the time and i have people constantly tell me that i'm the first person to ever do that to stay in contact and actually feel like i have become their friend and so i want to translate all this great like mojo and put it into social media you know because it's such a great opportunity um but i definitely you know when i came to you i was like i just i know all these things to do but it feels like now because it's so much that it's like this big boulder and I'm like Atlas holding up the world of uh, social media above me and like really trying to like dissect that and get out of my head. And so that's why I reached out and I was like, okay, can we just start with how to post a story? Cause I don't even know how to do that. So if anybody's followed me on Instagram, I will, I'm, I'll be honest. I've had the same 12 posts for about three years. My partner, actually, he is the one that convinced me to get Instagram in the first place, you know? And I was like, I don't need that. Like, blah, blah, blah. You know, now all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, I got to figure this out. So, you know, for me, it was really hard. It was really hard because there's a lot of options. (laughs) There's a lot of emojis and everything. And that's such a, that's such a good point. So what I'm hearing you say is basically, I'm not posting anything. And I feel stuck from posting because there are so many options. Do I post Mm -hmm. a post? Do I do a carousel? Do I do a reel? Do I do a story? Do I post on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok? Like the options are endless to do a poll. So my hard answer to this is I always say social media is like baking a cake. You want to use all of the ingredients for it to do well. So ideally you want to be doing all of those things. You want to be going live. You want to be posting polls, showing up in stories, in your reels. It is giving that social media algorithm all the ingredients that it wants, that it needs to bake that perfect social media cupcake for you, right? Right. But uh, have you ever worked with a business coach and found out, are you a perfectionist? Do you know? 
Like, do you struggle um, yeah. with any sort of perfectionism? All right. So, you know, you, if you want to get to know me really well, so I do have a little touch of the OCD. So, yes. So I actually okay. have to overcome that a lot because I want everything to be perfect. And I, my real estate coach actually was like, actually, no, it doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to be done and perfected along the way. And that was like a huge aha moment to me because I'm so worried about making everything picture perfect, perfect pose, perfect outlay of how the words go across. I mean, it get, I can get really nitty gritty. And then she's like, no, just start by just doing it. Don't make it perfect. Nobody expects it to be perfect. And uh, yeah, so... <laughs> It was hard for me. It was really, and it still is hard for me. I'm not even going to lie, but I have like really started to try as hard as I can to overcome that. You know, like Sex. that perfection. I'm going to tell you, same. And I always thought I was a procrastinator or sometimes I labeled myself as lazy sometimes. Mm -hmm. And when I worked with a business coach, he helped me realize I had way too much perfectionism in me. So if I couldn't do something right the way I wanted to. I'm just not doing it at mm. all. So in an industry that I was in before, I had to do a ton of customer follow-up, which I know you have to do as well. And I would clean my kitchen or start cleaning and organizing stuff before I would do that. And he was like, it's because that perfectionist in you, you have to have a pretty atmosphere. Like things mm -hmm. need to feel perfect around you to feel like you can even take action. And so he would challenge me when that urge to clean, when that urge is to not do it, he goes, just call five people, call five people, then go clean. And then you can do it. And I, it was Russell, like, I am telling you, it was such a struggle for me to do that. And it really helped me realize what a perfectionist I was. And here was the icing on the cake for me. I was getting frustrated seeing so many people do the things that I wanted to do, like start a podcast, like mm -hmm. start an online course that I felt like wasn't perfect, wasn't great. And they were still doing it and making money. And I was like, wait a minute. Okay. So perfectionism was holding me back. Mm -hmm. So this is a perfect example. I do not love my website. My website to me is not elite Vogue looking, which is the dream website for me. Do I still get traffic? Do people still purchase on my website? Does it still work? Do I get compliments on my website? Yes. Is this podcast perfect? I sat on a dream of having a podcast since 2015 just because I didn't have the right microphones. I didn't have a podcast studio. I didn't have the roadie table, you know, to be able to edit and do everything. And it held me back. And I finally just... I met somebody who I told her, I said, when I start a podcast, I want you to be my podcast editor. She stayed on me like so much. And if it weren't for her, I always joke around and say I wouldn't have a podcast because she just kept pushing me. Just do it. Just do it. And right now I'm using my AirPods. So, and if you listen to some of the other podcasts, I've recorded them in the car. I have let go of perfect. Mm -hmm. Do I still want those things? Absolutely. Does it still drive me crazy not having those things? Absolutely. <laughs> but what I realized is that other people, other people don't care about me being perfect. Other people don't care about that. They just need value. Mm -hmm. They need the value. So I say that in this coaching sense, coaching you right now for social media, other people don't care if your social media is perfect. Mm -hmm. That client that just closed on a house with you is just going to be so happy to see you showing up in a story so they can feel connected again. Mm -hmm. They get to be proud that their realtor is actually showing up. And then that's how you'll stay top of mind. And they're not going to forget your name in four months because you're actually showing up. Does like, that help at all? <laughs> I feel like you actually just spoke to my soul. I felt like at this moment that we are actually the same person because everything that you just said is like the nail on the head. I told you one year ago that we were going to start a podcast, the same thing. And I just left my business partner's house right before this where we were still talking about it. But the thing is, we have finally acquired the basic materials like a microphone and I'm talking about the basic materials and we're like, we're going to do it. 
Monday is our date. We're going to, we've already said it. We've, we've, we've talked about it enough. Now it's time to actually do it. You know, walk the walk that we've been talking, but I agree with you hundred percent. Like I, everything that you just said to me is exactly every struggle that I've had. And I've been really wanting this year to overcome that. And so I've made it my goal in this year in 2023 to actually do better with social media podcast and youtube those are my i'm going to i'm going to do it and so like yes. this like, huge for me to step out of my comfort zone and 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 do this right now you know i was like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and i have probably been talking about it now for two weeks you know like constantly and tell me i'm gonna ask you the question why is it so important for you to do these things why do you want these things because i want people i want to get out and let people know that there are agents out there that really, really do care. And we really want to help. And we're not what the media makes us out to be. And, you know, just because you had one bad experience, there's hundreds of thousands of realtors all over the place. You know, I mean, we're all different people. We're people. And some of us really care and some people don't. And then that's just, that's in every aspect of the job. And I really feel like I have a unique voice that people will know like, hey, this guy really cares because I actually really do care. I care about your family. I care about what your dog's name is. I care about all those things. And I get to know you the whole route of the way. And I will still call you like I just it's so important to me because like I love the human connection. Like it's in everything I've ever done in my life. But I just love the human connection. I love getting in front of people and talking. You know, I love all of that. And so I feel like this is a great way to get my voice out there. Do you have 10 notebooks that all are for 10 different reasons? I know I did. I had one for my gratitudes, my daily gratitudes, and then I had one for my goal setting that was giving me business and prompt questions for goals. I had another one for my sermon notes that I would take to church. I had another one for journaling and so on and so on. And I was telling my sister about this when I was visiting her in Nashville, and she told me about a new planner and journal called Faith and Focus. At first, I just thought I was going to be spending a money on another planner that I was not going to use, but this notebook has been with me daily, and I actually look forward <laughs> to using it, which is a first for me, this consistently. So not only does it have full planners in there for your quarterly calendars, but day by day, it also gives you prompts for your task, your top three most important thing, your brain dump your morning requests from the Lord, your noon gratitudes and your evening gratitudes and reflections. It also has a place for business notes and journaling. I love that on Sundays, it has a page for sermon notes, so I don't have to go grab another notebook. Also on Sundays, it has a weekly reflection page for you to really focus on your business and your goals and what you want to do on the weekends. This isn't just for business owners. My sister uses this too, and she loves it for her family. You can get 15% off if you use the code Stetson, that's S-T-E-T-S-O-N, at checkout when you go to christianplanner.com forward slash Stetson. If you do this and get your 15% discount, please tag me on Instagram. I would love to see how you were using your Faith and Focus Planner. It's you will, Russell, and I can say this. Well, let me first start. There are people listening right now who probably don't relate to us at all mm -hmm. right now. They're like, how? Like, just do it. You know, I have lots of friends who are action takers. They are just doers. I am more of a creative and a visionary and a dreamer. That is just me. I feel like you're the same way. We are, yeah. we are like brother and sister. I feel, I feel that very I much. I feel that like right here in my heart. I'm being <laughs> But... There are other people who are like, I just don't relate. I'm meeting a friend later today. She is such a doer and she is constantly telling me, stay focused, stay focused. Why are you going down this rabbit hole? I'm like, oh, yep. Let me get back to what my focus was on. Mm -hmm. And I do think that comes down to our personalities. Like mm -hmm. you were talking about the disc profile earlier. We're both high eyes. You're a high S. So mm -hmm. that's where that people pleaser comes in. Mine after I is a D. For those of you who don't know, do you want to explain what the DISC personality sure. is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So D is the driver. So that is someone who is an action taker. There's someone that drives the conversation. They make it happen. Okay. I will give you an analogy. There's the wowers and the howers. 
Okay, so the wowers are your eyes. A high eye is your extroverts. We are bright. We're colorful. We are outgoing. I keep saying we because I know both of us are eyes. I'm a 99 eye, guys. Um, and then an S is supportive. So your nurses and people like that who are caring and want to give back and help people, teachers. Um, and then your C's are your, or not, yeah, your C's are your analyticals. These are your people that want the details. Numbers driven. Hey, give me, give me my spreadsheet, like your CPAs, your accountants, the people who are you know, boom, boom, boom. It's a process A, B, C, and they don't deviate from that. And those are, that's a high C. So that's it in a nutshell. And, and we're all a little aspect of it, but there's usually a couple that you're higher in and then a couple you're a lower in. Exactly. And I'm very high ID, which is funny. I, I, you would think my S would be higher, but it's truly not because I, that that D comes out so much in me. And I think a lot of that has to do with both of my parents. My mom was an executive in corporate. Mm -hmm. My dad was a football coach. So I just saw so much like of the dominance and leadership yeah. growing up. So I felt like I guess I had to have that. And that's why it just came out. My sister is so high S though. So I can't really say, <laughs> you know, that she is so high S and that is hers. But I say this just because we all struggle with different things. So if you're not struggling with perfectionism, really try to hone in on it, just like Russell and I just did. I, I What I heard from him is there's so many options. I don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. and I, you know, if I just start somewhere, just do, get consistent with posting stories. That's what I told Russell when we met in person. Just if that's all you do, that is better than nothing. And I have been. So, yeah, and he has been. And they have so, been great. They're, they're getting there. I think they're great. I do. I think they're great. Look, you even tag me in some. I, You know how to tag people now. Yeah. that You know, and it's so funny because something that small, it took me forever to figure it out. But, you know, like captions. I mean, why couldn't they just put CC instead of a smiley face? You know, it's just how my brain works. And so I was like, I don't know what this smiley face I See, I love the smiley face because that means, ooh, fun. There's yeah. lots of tools in here. Yeah. I just like it so lost. Like, it's so funny. I, as I've done this, I have been, I've been texting you like, okay, wait a minute. I've done something wrong or I've accidentally made a couple reels. I don't, I didn't even know how I did it. And, oh man, it's, it's been funny. And so my partner tries to help me and I'm like, no, no, no. Just let me fail forward. Like, just let me. Right. That's failing. good. Yeah, fail forward. I mean, if, if you're going to fail, fail forward and just keep trying to make yourself better. And that's really all I'm trying to do. Like, I just am trying to like figure it out because I see a lot of really awesome stuff. And I'm like, you're not there yet. Like, you need to figure out how to even just record yourself live. <laughs> right. Well, you'll get there. You will get there. And people ask me all the time, how do you know so much about this? Well, I've been studying social media since mm -hmm. Facebook was called the Facebook. I had the MySpace account. Before yep. that, I had a WebShots account. So I was just always that person that was interested in digital world. Like I remember dial up when I was little and AIM chat mm -hmm. sneaking over at my friend's house to pretend like we're someone else on an AIM chat. That yep. was hysterical. We were in middle school doing stuff like that. Shouldn't have been. Sorry, mom and dad. I was, I was the same way. Sorry. It happened <laughs> we were. But I... Here's what I was going to say earlier, because of your connection and your love for people and wanting to connect, to connect, when you start doing this, Russell, you are going to find more of just people. Like, I feel like I have such good, strong connections. I haven't, I call her my new best friend. She was on my podcast a couple of episodes ago, mm -hmm. but we met online and her name is Kristen. She lives in Seattle, Washington. And I knew from the moment she sent a picture or I saw her picture that we would get along. I don't even know how to explain it. And we have, and we text each other every day. Now I have another friend, Laura in New Jersey. We met through Instagram. She had been following me. She saw that I was in new Orleans. She was like, not trying to be a stalker. I'm also here. Like, love what you're doing. Yeah. And we met up and we now visit each other. <laughs> so it's just so funny the friends that you will make online because sometimes that connection can be stronger mm -hmm. 
you're not, it's not a forced friendship. It's not just a friend of a friend that you met out at lunch. It is a true connection. They wanted to follow you for a reason. They wanted to listen to you for a reason. Yeah. They are engaging on your post for a reason because they like you. Yeah. That, or they don't. True. Sometimes yeah. they don't. Sometimes your haters <laughs> rise up too. Yeah. That's okay. We can always take the good with the bad. It's all right. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of something funny. I posted a meme of Bad Bunny and Kylie Jenner this week on my Instagram page. It actually has done pretty well. Went a little bit viral um, where some bigger accounts were sharing it, which made me feel really good. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, posting a viral carousel post, not even a reel. But my dad commented on it and said, okay, Mr. Know-it-all. <laughs> I thought he was talking about me. And so I commented back and was like, dad, don't be a troll online. And he calls me immediately. He's like, what is a troll? He was like, I'm not, he was like, I'm not trying to troll you. I was talking about the guy in the picture. I was like, oh my gosh. I thought my dad was trolling my own account. Like, time out. Yeah. He's like, sorry, dad. We had to help our fam, our parents with social media. So, you know, and it's funny because I understand their struggles now because I'm like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm only 41, but I'm up here like, wait, what is going on? You know, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's so cute. I, um, I don't know. I just, I love, I love what you're just saying because like, I think that you do make more authentic friendships because they are going to like you for what you're talking about. So they're going to get to know you when you're not trying to impress anyone, you're just talking. And so they're like, Hey, I really I really connect with that. And so you really are going to get people. And, you know, when I posted some of those funny, like actual videos of me talking, I had a lot of like my really close friend group messaging me about how great I did and how they're just so, you know, just so happy. Like yeah, they're your cheerleaders and, and they, and they do care. And so it, it was really felt, it felt really good because I had 13 whole messages in my Instagram uh, DM section. And I was like, Whoa, you know, right. That's, that's, I usually have maybe one every now and then, you know, but I had 13. I was like, uh oh, it's gone big time. You've gone major, main, I've gone given, major. The, <laughs> given the main character energy. I know sometimes I get anxiety to see how many Instagram messages I have, but I don't check my Facebook messages ever. If, yeah. Don't if you're listening now, please don't ever, ever send me a Facebook message. I think I have it set up where it automatically messages you on Facebook saying, please just send me a message on Instagram yeah. because I just can't check messages everywhere. Russell, this week, I turned my phone on airplane mode more than I've, I've ever done in my life because I've been busy and I'm about yeah. to go on vacation. Mm -hmm. So because I'm about to go on vacation, I am packing my workload in so I don't have to work on vacation. And I even told you before this call, you know, I, I hate telling people no. Mm -hmm. So, but I was very proud of myself. I was like, no, Russell, I can't do that. I need some whites. I need to value the white space my schedule because I know when I don't, I get so burnt out. And that does for me include the social media. So turning that mm -hmm. phone on airplane mode is so good sometimes. And I know for you in the real estate world, it's hard because you're on all the time mm -hmm. for clients. Yeah. I mean, how do you deal with that being no, on I'm all the time? I'm honest. Um, way beforehand, if I know that I'm having a an event coming up, I'm like, hey, you know, it's my niece's birthday. I'll be unavailable from this time to this time, you know, and I'll follow up with you the following day. And I think that people need just need to be reminded that I'm also a person and that I also have things yeah. going on. And, and I feel like, you know, I always try to be available. And I mean, I'm generally always a happy person. So it's hard to catch me on a bad day. You know, you're going to it's going to be a lot to catch me on a bad day because um, I, I just love that about I you. I don't dwell. I don't dwell on the negative, you know, I just say, okay, that just happened. Let's move on. Um, but yeah, so I find that if you're just honest and transparent, remind people, I'm just a person. Yeah. I work seven days a week, but I, I have family and I have vacation coming up. And I mean, I just talk about it constantly. Like, oh man, I'm so excited to go to the Atlanta Braves game. And like, I'll bring stuff back to my clients just so that, cause I mean, I know that they appreciate it, but also they understand that, you know, I, I am a person, you know, and I, I actually text me this morning about your white space. I 100% loved it. So don't even, you should you say stuff okay. like that. I loved it. I said, see, that is what more people need to do because 
We feel like in I our need industry, to do it more. I need mm-hmm. to do it. Look, I look. I practiced on you because I knew you wouldn't get mad at me. But that I was my. It. I was like, I was like, amen. Oh, oh yeah. I was like, amen. Only yeah, because 100%. I do know my schedule today. And I know my schedule is so busy. And I really want to try not to have to work on the weekend. So I'm like trying to figure all that out. And I'm like, no, if I don't want to work on Saturday and Sunday, I, I need to do be efficient today. Right. And but, whew, but you need boundaries. Boundaries are it's hard. I am learning that more and more. And I feel, okay, this is look, this podcast is changing. We're taking a shift, but that's okay. We said, we're just going to have conversations and see where it goes. I feel bitchy because I have told like four people that I cannot meet them for lunch or like a meeting. And these are people that I want to meet for lunch. Like I want Mm -hmm. to see them, but because I'm going on vacation and because I have so many things to do, I was like, Hey, I will be back in town and available mid June. And then they're like, well, that doesn't work for me. Can you, are you sure? What do you have this weekend? But I really try to not meet people on the weekends and spend time with family and like close friends. And not that these people aren't close friends because they are, and I want them to be close friends, but it does for me. And I think because of my ADHD a little bit, like it takes me out of the zone because I'm such a people person and because I love people and the energy, it like fills my cup. And then to come back from a lunch meeting and sit down in front of my computer and have to work, I'm like, oh, I can't do it. So for me, it either has to be in the evenings, like after I've gotten some work done or like sometime when I have that white space on my calendar. But it is so hard for me, Russell, to tell people no for things that I want to do. (laughs) Me too. But I own my own business. So I'm like, well, I could go to lunch, but I am learning more and more that it's disrupting my flow of efficiency mm-hmm. in my job. You need to set boundaries. And then, and this actually for any small business owner, independent contractor, anybody that's a hustler out there trying to make whatever work, it is okay to set boundaries. And you know, in real estate and speaking of real estate specifically, at first I felt like I needed to respond in 30 seconds 10 o'clock at night, my phone rang, I answered it. And eventually, you know, my family got a little irritated with me. It was like, it is after 10 o'clock at night. And I, you know, I was like, wait, you're right. So it's okay to set realistic expectations to people. I tell people, if we're not actively negotiating a deal at eight o'clock is my my non-negotiable family time. And I will call you 8 a.m. the following day. And people respect that because they understand that you family. And it's okay to tell people that it really is. And if they don't respect that, then that's, that's probably not someone you want to do business with. You know, right? I just found a new trick on my iPhone. So on focus mode, they have driving mode. And Mm -hmm. so if you have that on driving mode to do it manually, not automatically. So, you know, I could put it automatically. So when I'm driving, it says, Hey, I'm driving right now. Call you, text you later. I changed the message to, it was on Sunday and I am trying not to be on my phone at all on Sundays. So that is like, it's hard for me, but I'm trying a whole day. And so the other Sunday I put it on driving mode, but I did it manually. So I turned it on and changed the message to say, Hey friends, thanks so much. I am trying to take all day on Sundays as a full day to myself off of my phone. Mm -hmm. I hope you can respect that. I will get back to you sometime next, next week. And so it was, my mom was like, no, but call me please. And I was like, Oh, okay. okay." So it worked. So that's just a fun tip that you can do. You can Mm -hmm. put it manually because there's not a way. And I wish iPhones had that where you can send like more automatic text. Um, But you can put it on driving mode and just change the message. So that was good for me for a Sunday. Yeah. On Sundays, I do the same thing. My phone is in do not disturb until um, 1 PM. So that way I go to church, excuse me, I go to church in the morning. I can have time to get home get my mind right, you know, kind of relax, do some chores around the house. And then at 1 PM, my ringer turns on, you know, and so people right. can get with me. And so, but during that time, I'm like you, I'm like, Hey, I, I have obligations. I, I want to go to church. I want to see my family. I want to do a couple things and then I'll get back to you, you know, and I'm, I just, 
I think it's healthy. I think it's actually very healthy. You know, I think it's healthy. And I was able to do it yesterday. So I practiced it yesterday Mm -hmm. too. I was in a speaking event that was going to be three hours long. I didn't want to be checking my phone constantly. And so I turned it on. That was just like, hey, you've reached me when I'm in the middle of a speaking event, trying to stay off my phone to be respectful to the speakers. I'll get back with you when I can, because I still want people to know like, hey, I'm here for you, but I'm not here right now. So I'm loving this automatic thing for sure. I'm going to, I'm going to try that because I've never tried the driving mode before. I just discovered it when I, cause I was so frustrated and I was like, I need to Google. Mm-hmm. There has to be a way. And of course there was. So no, all, there's always a Google. hack for everything. Love you from Google. So what advice would you give other real estate agents right now who are like, okay, Russell, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be on social media. Maybe they're, I, because I do hear that in real estate a lot. I don't want to be on social media. I don't need social media. What are, what are your thoughts to them after just yeah. in your little, little time of getting started right now? People really do want to see you on social media and any aspect. And people really, people that like, know, and trust you really want to know what you're doing. And they really do like to be a part of your world, not to be like a little mermaid here, but you know, they really want to be a part of your world. They I love want it. to know what's going on. So, you know, it's okay. You don't have to go overboard, but just participate and let people know, you know, it may make someone's day to be like, hi, I just showed three houses to so-and-so and we just had an excellent time. And I just really appreciate them taking time out of their day to spend it with me. And, you know, but be genuine about it, you know, be authentic. Like, don't just, just be authentic. Really. That's really what it all comes down to be. Don't try to force anything. Just go on post, post what you want to post, but and don't, don't complicate it like I did. <laughs> I think I should change the name of this podcast to be authentic because this is, I think you're the third guest that we've had on now where it is, that has been the main thing. Like just be yourself because there's nobody else like you out there. So (laughs) vote, you can take a vote. Should I change the name of the podcast? (laughs) Russell, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being a guest on today's podcast to share your light. And so I've been wrapping up this question. Um, for my guest. And it's just, how do you continue to be an online socialite? You know, I just going to keep posting happy content and letting people know that I care and let them know that I'm here even in the bad times and the good. So, you know, I just want to put out in the universe what I want to get back. I love it. And do you have a favorite, um, we're in the faith-based podcast. Do we have a favorite like Bible verse or scripture that you turn to um, that just helps you get through. Oh, you put me on the spot, but it was in Proverbs and I can't remember if it was 23 or 32, but it talks about honoring the people around you and respecting the people around you and being strong around the people around you. So I think that's really a, really a testament to everything. It can be used in any aspect of your days and your lives is just to, to be yourself and to basically, I don't, I don't know. I'm probably rambling now. <laughs> As, um, no, that kind of reminds me of one of my favorite verses. Look, I'm on the spot myself in Philippians. And it's kind of, um, it was taught to me in middle school, but it was, gosh, why can't I think of it? Philippians 2, 13 through 14, I believe. Um, that basically says, don't be scared to stand out in the world. And it, it says, mm-hmm. in a crooked and depraved generation, don't be scared to be a light like a star in the world. And I think when, just like you said, like when other people are negative, when other people are down, when other people need that, you're not going to be in a bad mood. You're going to be the light that people want to be around. I love that Mm -hmm. so much. All right. Rapid fire questions. Okay. Netflix, Netflix or Apple TV? Uh, Netflix, hundred percent. Yeah, me too. Um, Are you currently binge watching anything? Uh, yes. Uh, so we, well, actually we just finished binge watching um, it, The Diplomat. So Okay. Really I will good. have to add that to my list. I have and, not watched uh, that one yet. It was, re- it was really good. So, and then obviously uh, um, Netflix is the Top Chef. I love Top Chef. Okay. I don't watch that either. We have different TV preferences, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> um, we live so close to the beach or the mountains. Which one do you prefer to hop over to? Beach or mountains? Mountains, mountains all day long. Sugar Mountain. Really? I'm such a beach girl. Yeah. I'm like taking yeah. to the beach any day. 
but I love the mountains too. And that's what I love yeah. about living in Charlotte. I'm super so. ready to get sunburn all the time. So I had to go into the high country, you know, because if I go to the beach, just looking at the sand makes me get a sunburn. Me too. But that's why we just need to rent the cabana for the day. <laughs> yes, and that's right. 100. <laughs> and that's me all day long. Look, I'm yeah. Irish, so I'm yeah. fair skin, fair skin yeah. all day. Do you have a favorite book that you've read um, that has really helped you in life or in your business? Okay, yeah, it's called The Go Giver. Okay, and I haven't read that one. Is is it behind me? No, it's not in here right now. It's called The Go Giver. That and What's Three that Feet about? from Gold. Go Giver is I haven't about read just. Of these. Oh my gosh. Well, they're just fabulous. So three feet from gold is about you don't give up because a lot of times whenever it, you're at your darkest or when things seem like they're so unobtainable, you're actually so close and I see it happen all the time. So really three feet from gold, like if you give a hundred percent, you're going to reach that goal. But if you give up, you never know how close the opportunity is. And you know, speaking from a real estate standpoint, I'll give a real life example really quickly. We had an agent leave. And so they were so, they were saying they weren't getting enough business. But then after reviewing all of their pipeline, I, we ended up converting a lot of them and bought houses within 30 days. So they were just right there. It was just the right time needed to happen. And it's just heartbreaking when people give up, like you're so close. Don't, don't give up. Don't give up. That is like literally the premise of, of, of uh, three feet from gold. I, I need to read that book. I think that's so relatable in the online space too, yeah, uh, the online world. Cause I work with a lot of people who just have online businesses and it is, gosh, I need to read that too. <laughs> I think yeah. that's just going to be a good reminder for all of us. I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Russell. This has been fun. I always love having a great conversation with you and I'm sure we will see each other again soon. All right. I, I will really link your I will link your Instagram in the show notes so everyone can go check out Russell's stories. If he hasn't posted one for the day, you are have my permission to DM him and make him right. post a story. <laughs> Hold me accountable. I'm all for it. <laughs> Thanks, Russell. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Well, that was fun. And I hope it filled your cup as much as it filled mine. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Stetson K. Patton. To learn more about what topics you would like for me to cover on this podcast, whether it's about business, Jesus, tequila, or Enneagrams, I'm going to cover it all. So let's meet back here at the same spot, same time next week.